Is Bible prophecy being fulfilled right now in Israel? That question is on everyone's mind. Unbelievers and the believers who don't really study prophecy, you'll find that they're afraid and they're looking to us, to you, for some answers. Bible tells the story of how a holy God can save sinful human beings without compromising. The only way it can be done is for God to become a man in order to substitute himself for the sins of mankind. In order to add humanity to his deity, God had to be miraculously born into the human race. And in order for that to happen, there needed to be a people, a nation, that was chosen by God as the humans he would descend from. That nation is Israel, and of course those people are the Jews. Modern Israel, dwelling in her ancient homeland, is already a miracle fulfillment of prophecy. The Bible has predicted the following. All are true right now. First of all, Israel would be scattered among the nations. Hosea 9.17 said, My God will reject them because they have not obeyed him, and they will be wanderers among the nations. Then Israel would be regathered to their land. Isaiah 11.12 says, And he shall raise a banner to the nations, and he shall gather the lost of Israel and the scattered ones of Judah. He shall gather from the four corners of the earth. Israel would be established as an independent nation again in her homeland. Isaiah 66 verse 8 says, Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to give birth in one day? Or shall a nation be born all at once? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth to her children. That day was May 14, 1948. And that Israel would be troublesome for all the nations, Zechariah 12, 3, and it shall happen in that day that I will make Jerusalem a very heavy stone for all peoples. All who would heave it away will surely be cut in pieces, though all nations of the earth are gathered against it. And so really the answer as to whether or not what we are witnessing is the fulfillment of prophecy is yes, in the sense that every day you wake up, Israel is the fulfillment of prophecy. Those are just the kind of the ground level ones. Uh, she has fulfilled all of those already and goes on fulfilling them. And of course, all the future prophecies regarding Israel and everyone else will be fulfilled as well. Israel's in her land, but the nation has not repented of rejecting the Messiah, Jesus Christ. God has therefore designated a coming, uh, coming seven-year time of great tribulation for Israel. He calls it the time of Jacob's trouble. That's because it's mostly about the nation of Israel. The church is not there. Israel is being uh, disciplined and chastened for the last time. And uh, at the end of the great tribulation, the time of Jacob's trouble, two-thirds of the Jews will be killed that are on earth at that time, but one-third will remain They'll look upon Jesus, whom they pierced, believe and accept him as their savior, uh, and he will save them, keeping his word. Now, if you're wondering where in the Bible exactly this current war with Hamas and Hezbollah is prophesied, uh, you're not going to find that. It's a precursor, perhaps, to something greater. Uh, but for now, we watch and stay in the big picture, not making any outrageous claims. Uh, we have to wait and see what God is doing with this warfare. Consider the current conflict a fulfillment of Jesus' statement that in the build-up to the time of Jacob's trouble, there will be wars and rumors of wars. And so when people say, what's the prophetic impact? Well, Israel's fulfilled all these prophecies, and this is what we expect to be happening in the last days, that there would be more and more 
warfare in the Middle East until uh, the Great Tribulation dawns. Now, there are some uh, fascinating things to, to contemplate right now with uh, this war. The word Hamas appears in the Bible, not the terrorist organization, but in Hebrew, the word means violence or violent. It's used in Genesis 6.11, where we're told that in the days of Noah, the earth was filled with violence. The Hebrew word is Hamas. Hamas, the terrorist group, is an acrostic, I think, for like H-A-M-A-S, you know, and that each one stands for something. Uh, they're all unpronounceable to me, uh, and so I'm not going to try. But it's interesting, this group, uh, you know, they chose, hey, we're going to choose this name, we're going to call ourselves Hamas. When an Israeli sees that, they see the word violence. Uh, and so I guess it's very appropriate, right? Because uh, that's what they're all about. Um, Israelis are making a connection between Hamas and the vile Bible character Haman from the book of Esther. He was a Jew hater who finagled the king of Persia to declare a day during which they would attack and kill all the Jews in the kingdom, confiscating their property. Friday was a, they called for, um, the terrorists had called for a day of outrage, right, on Friday, where they wanted people to, I guess, kill Jews. Um, and so history is repeating itself. No one except her uncle, Esther's uncle, knew that Queen Esther was a Jew. <laughs> King declared that the Jews could therefore fight back. Uh, you probably know this, but ancient Persia is modern-day Iran. Uh, also, I don't think any of Iran's current leaders are married to a Jew. Uh, it doesn't seem like that it would be appropriate for them. But interesting, so the Jews are making this con uh, connection between Haman and Persia and Hamas and Iran, uh, and uh, Iran is one of those nations, is the state sponsor of all of this terrorism that's going on right now. Speaking of Persia, in the book of Daniel, the angel Gabriel was dispatched to Daniel to give him the 70-week prophecy about the last days. He was hindered by a supernatural being. Uh, Michael, the archangel, had to come and take over, tap out, you know, so that Gabriel could continue with this amazing prophecy. That being is called the Prince of Persia. He's one of the few such individuals mentioned in Scripture. And so there's a lot of focus, a lot of emphasis in the Bible on Persia uh, and on the warfare against the Jews. Uh, Haman was a descendant of Agag, the king of the Amalekites, longtime enemies of Israel. The Amalekites originally attacked and initially attacked uh, Israel as they were leaving Egypt. They had come through the Red Sea. Because there were millions of them, uh, older, more infirm, stragglers, children would be at the end of their procession, and the Amalekites were coming down and s killing and slaughtering the weak and, and the aged. Uh, and that's what's happening, or what has happened so far in, Jer uh, in Israel, right? They came in and they're, they're shooting women, older women in the head, beheading babies, uh, things like that, and so very similar. Uh, the Jews see this, by the way, as a continuing history. I mean, we put in, we think, we don't really understand this, but uh, they, they talk about the battles in the past, Jericho and Joshua and all of these different things, and they see this as, as the same kind of thing in their history. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ynet News published the following headline, IDF will destroy Damascus, target Syrian President Assad, if Hezbollah joins the war, U.S. warships will support Israel in the war. Now, last week, Israeli jets bombed the um, part of the airport there at Damascus. 
uh, Syria. And this morning as I was coming in, I was listening to something on the news about how they are now uh, sending raids into Syria and Lebanon. And so Syria is getting involved and the Jews are pushing up in that way. In the 17th chapter of the book of Isaiah, the city of Damascus is reduced to a pile of rubble. The Bible says it will disappear from the face of the earth and become a heap of ruins. That has never happened, obviously. It's, a, it's an unfulfilled prophecy. Otherwise, there would be no Damascus, Syria today, right? Because it does exist. In fact, it's one of the longest continuing uh, existing cities uh, in the world. Uh, and so I'm not predicting that the Jews are going to go in and destroy uh, Damascus, but it's something to watch because this is an unfulfilled prophecy. Uh, and so uh, there's just a lot going on. I encourage you to keep a big picture view of what is happening. We don't want to start getting sensational or conspiratorial or finding all kinds of connections that aren't there. And why not? Because people are wondering what's happening and they want an honest, straightforward answer. And if you come up with some crazy theory or somebody's YouTube that suggests something and it turns out not to be true, they, they won't trust you anymore and they'll, they'll know that you can't tell them what's going on. They'll listen to some other source. And so you don't need to get all sensational. The, in Jesus' ministry at one point after he'd done tons of miracles and signs and wonders, the leadership said, well, why don't you show us a sign? I'm like that with Israel. So, you know, what about this fulfill? When are they going to fulfill prophecy? Well, they're doing it every day, every day since 1940. Well, actually, since before 1948, since AD 70, when they were dispersed all over the world, Israel has been the fulfillment of prophecy. She would be scattered, regathered, be a nation again, be trouble for the whole world. That's happening every day, and those are prophecies that are fulfilled. Now, Jesus promised the church, you and I, I will keep you from the hour of trial which will come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. That's Revelation chapter 3, verse 10. And you might say, wait a minute, that's just to the church at Philadelphia. All of the writing to uh, each of the churches is for all of the churches because at the end of each one, except for Laodicea, he says, he who has an ear to hear, let him, you know, do something with the churches. I forget how that goes. I'm just losing my mind. You understand I'm losing my mind, right? So... Anyway, so uh, they're, they're for all the churches. And so when people will say, oh, no, that's just for Philadelphia, well, that makes no sense. So God's going to keep the church of Philadelphia out of the tribulation, but other Christians have to go through it? No. And so listen to what the Spirit is saying. So we're not going to go through the great tribulation. I don't know how much of this crazy stuff we're going to see or how bad things might get on planet Earth before the tribulation, but we will not be in it. How is that going to happen? Jesus says he will come and resurrect the dead in Christ, uh, and then he will rapture, he will change and transform living believers like you and I, and we will be caught up together in heaven during that seven-year period of time to return with him at the end of it. And so the question really is, are you ready for the rapture? If not, you need to get ready and stay ready and keep looking up because, right or not, Jesus is coming.